What's up guys? This is Ebony Booty 49 and welcome to my podcast. So for this podcast, I figure I could talk about a subject that people have been asking me to repeat like multiple times. And because I have done it like on Twitter or on Snapchat, you know, it eventually does delete itself. Therefore, I'm forcing myself to have to restate all of my points. But this will pretty much be a subject of one, either how to find people to fart for you or two, how to get a girlfriend to fart on you, which is kind of like mixed with a different subject of how to find a girlfriend with a fart fetish. So we'll talk about the first half of how to find people or girls or whatever that will fart for you. Um, my advice for you is if you're wanting like people that are actually like in the fetish community already, I would go on Reddit or Twitter, um, or FetLife. I have attempted a website called Fart Partners, but I personally did not get any success from using that website. Um, And then there's a lot of group chats on, um, you know, Reddit and other, like, Mayway. What's another website or place that has it? Um, You could definitely try apps like Kinku that are, like, geared towards kinkiness, which tend to just be, like, multiple different fetishes like bondage, uh... You know, slash BDSM, fee, submissive, dom, daddy, sugar baby, etc. <clears throat> but that's, those are the sites that I would use or uh, Pornhub, you know, like actual porn sites and try messaging these women. But that's how I encourage you to find like people to fart on you that are already in the community. Um, Now, when it comes to people just in your area, that, in my opinion, is where it might get a little tricky, and I feel that it's tricky for everyone, you know, me as well, like, you know, for me, like, it's, it's easy for me, I guess, to find men that will sniff my farts, but think about how complicated it is for me to find women to do so, you know, Uh, if a woman is not a seller already, it's pretty rare or pretty complicated to find one that is either willing to be farted on or willing to fart for you. But in my opinion, I feel like your best bet to find women to fart for you is to stop finding women to fart for you. And I don't mean like, oh, just give up on it. I mean, stop looking for females that are already willing to do that. My biggest advice is to just ask people that you already fuck with like people that you're already having sensual sexual encounters with people that you're already dating people that you're already um very close with not friends i mean like friends with benefits fuck partners kinky partners etc and i say that because if you're already sexually active with them you guys should already have a level of uh knowledge about each other respect about each other or um interest in each other you know so in my opinion um being able to 
bring out your kinky fetishes to someone that you're already active with is a whole lot easier than messaging a stranger that's just gonna you know make you out to be a weirdo so um that's my biggest advice plus when people ask me like how do i find a girlfriend in the fart community and my biggest advice for hold on one second was doing some funky stuff my biggest advice for that is stop looking for a girlfriend that has a fart fetish like i think that's so weird to mentally think i have to have a girlfriend that has a fart fetish that's not how life works and it doesn't need to work like that i'm in a relationship and my boyfriend does not have a fart fetish but he definitely has um joined me while either I enjoy my farts or his farts or whatever and the reason why I think that is is you know he is a very open-minded person for one but for two he loves me and I feel like that's where some people get things mixed up is you know I'm very satisfied with my with my fetish life and my sexual life and my boyfriend does not have a fart fetish you know a lot of people may think like, oh, well, I'd rather have a girlfriend that has a fart fetish. I mean, for one, most couples that we have in the community right now, either they both found the fetish together or one of them had the fetish and then slowly integrated the other. Um, because who's to say that the right one has a fetish already? You know, that's a big chance that you're risking at, you know, to say no to someone just because they don't have a fetish. And my other um, major point of advice would be is to not be so pushy. You know, being pushy with me, I, I, in my opinion, is different because, you know, I already do this shit. You feel me? But like being pushy towards random people, like, you know, I feel like I can compare it to people being pushy about sex. Like it's annoying so people would avoid you you feel me and i feel like that's the same with anything it's almost like if someone lends you a pencil in class and you're bugging them the whole class or or for the next five days like i i let you borrow a pencil like that shit's annoying and no one's gonna want to fuck with you i feel like it's the same thing like don't be annoying about it like for my relationship every second or every time my boyfriend farts i don't you know oh what does it smell like or oh baby can i sniff it like no like relax you feel me? Um, I think I was talking to somebody else and they said that they think that, you know, sometimes people have to go through things to understand what I'm trying to say. Um, I'm not going to say who it was, but he said that he was in a relationship, but he was not very relaxed with his fetish. You know, he was probably very pushy, you know, probably bugged her a lot about it. Therefore, they ended their relationships and I think he kind of made it seem as if he kind of regretted it, you know, like, you know, if I had known then I wouldn't have done that. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to help you guys out now <clears throat> before you do either lose someone you love or, or lose someone that you have a nice connection with. But yeah, I that's that's pretty much all I really wanted to say because I feel like, you know, when it comes to telling people about your fetish, I do think that we, the people in the community, tend to think that it's way worse than it is guys there's way worse fetishes than farts 
Like, let's be honest. There are things that are way worse. And honestly, if someone is going to judge you about your farts, like, about you, like, liking farts, personally, I'd be like, you're worried about me either sniffing or farting in someone's face with all the shit that's going on in the world. You know, like, there's so many more important things than people focusing on what what gets your dick hard or what gets your pussy wet, you feel me? So, I guess that's... I guess, like, all that tied into, like, one present tied with a bow. Be yourself and be relaxed with it, be natural with it, and be honest about it, you know? But, yeah, that I feel like that's my opinion. Um, yeah. If I have anything else to say, I'll definitely come back on and make another podcast. But, yeah. Ebony out. What's up, guys? It's EB. Um, I pretty much wanted to come on because I had a, a fan. I'm not going to call him a slave because I've never had him as a slave. But he was pretty much coming to me pretty upset about the fact that he had a fart session with a model whose farts were huge in video. Um, You know, she recorded a ton. But when he got to her in person, um, they had no smell or uh she couldn't produce or maybe it was just not what he expected you know it wasn't as strong as he wanted it to be and i could not speak for the model because for one i didn't know her i still don't know her i told him that i would prefer to not know who it was just because like you know i just don't think that's my business but for me like i know that i do feel like some people tend to forget If a model produces knock of farts, they are going to vary in sound and smell naturally. I do feel that some people tend to forget that. You know, some models do uh, decide to only record or keep recordings of their biggest, nastiest farts. Which is fine, you know, because a lot of people that is what they're expecting or that is what they're wanting. But I do feel that some people tend to forget that little farts do exist small farts do exist um not as deadly farts do exist um if a model in your like only produces bubbly 24 7 or you know like either she's just not posting the small farts or maybe you have to look deeper into it i know for me um i used to not record my small ones but personally, I got annoyed of it because sometimes your small ones smell the worst. You feel me? And small, nothing's wrong with a small fart because I'm telling you, sometimes those small farts really can pack a punch. But <clears throat> I definitely stopped not recording all my small farts because at the end of the day, my farts are natural. I'm natural. You feel me? You know, sometimes I don't eat the worst things 24-7. Sometimes I have to crap so it affects like how they sound or... Or how hard I push, or maybe I gotta pee and I don't wanna piss myself. You know, like there's too many different variables that can affect like the loudness of someone's fart or the consistency of someone's fart. <clears throat> so when it comes to a session, um, at least for me, like I definitely try to make sure to um, provide the best 
session possible. I've definitely had some sessions where the farts were just way worse than other sessions. And sometimes you can most definitely tell by their reactions, but that's not always the case due to like whether the person, you know, is either good at hiding um, the smell reaction or if they're, you know, just more, you know, more reacting to stuff. <clears throat> you know, a lot of things affects that. But I will say that I think we all need to remember that farts are natural. Um, and they definitely go up and down and farts is something that people like, I feel like scat, you can control more, you know, because we all know that we all crap naturally. And then for those who like want their poop to be a certain consistency, you know, you kind of know what to eat. Like bread usually produces like so more solid craps or, you know, some girls take laxatives. I don't like, I, I try to take more natural laxatives like tea or or coffee but some you know women will take a laxative <clears throat> which can affect the consistency therefore they can control it so in my opinion you definitely can have more control over like your your poop rather than your farts because <clears throat> there's you know like you can't really take something to make your farts just come rolling out you know if anything they don't have that because we try to or society tries to get rid of farts as much as possible. Like even, um, what are those little gas tablets? Even taking those, like, you know, supposedly they might make you, like, release all your gas quickly the first time, but the goal of those type of pills is to make you not as gassy as often or to remove the smell from your gas. So, you know, there's really nothing you can take to make or to control your farts. Therefore, yeah, I was just saying, like, make sure you still understand, like, farts are natural. At least if they are natural, then they will come in different sizes, lengths, variations, smells, etc. And to also remember that a lot of models don't record their small farts. They only record their big bubby farts. Which does not mean that she does not have small ones. It's just she's not recording them. Just like how, you know, I tend to have a lot of silent but deadly farts. I can't record those. Or at least I could, but I don't. Because if you don't hear nothing, then like it's more about me telling you. And I prefer to show. You feel me? So yeah, I thought that was like an interesting conversation I had with a fan about his experience with the session. But yeah. That's kind of all I really had to say about that. Ebony out. Hey guys, so it's Ebony Booty 49 here. And I just recorded a video. Um, only half of it will be actually filmed because my audio, my audio and my video got messed up. So this I thought would be a cool way that if you want to just listen to some farts, but you want to, you know, put your own face or your own image to the person farting, then you can do so. So here are some of my nasty, bubbly bathtub farts. So I hope you enjoyed the listen. They were really fucking nasty.
Farting in the bathtub is like aromatherapy. All these delicious smells mixing together. The smell of my farts filling the bathtub. I even have to sell one of these, some bathtub water or somebody. It's gonna be real nasty because I've definitely been sharding in here. Good thing I'm in the in the bathtub. I can just clean it right up. Mm. 
I just peed. So, hey guys, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this. It was something new. It happened because of a mistake, and I hope you still enjoyed it. Thank you. Hey guys, so good morning. And today I just figured I could record a podcast explaining different fetishes, different sexual fetishes. Let me be specific. But yeah, there are so many different kinds and so many different versions of the same kind of fetish. I figured it'd be pretty cool to explain the different kinds that I am currently aware of. Now, I did do my research prior to doing this, and, excuse me, and I will say that I want to make a small statement, pretty much stating that um, definitions are always changing, you know, and my opinion is still my own, and my research is still my own, um, And by saying that, I am simply stating that, you know, somebody else may disagree with the definitions or terms that I have found or that I have decided explain a fetish pretty well. So, with that being said, we're going to jump right into it. So, I want to start off by pretty much saying... Um, what turns someone on and off is a matter of personal taste. For some, it's as simple as a little heavy petting, but for others, it's a little more complicated. There are people who are aroused by stuffed animals, diapers, watching other people get off, watching people sit on balloons, and etc. I mean, I know especially for me, I've had a lot of different people come to me with video requests. For example, I I had this one fan that wanted me to go out, buy a live lobster, cook it at home, and eat it. All that recording and making fun of the lobster, which at the moment I uh, kindly declined 
For one, I don't know how to cook lobster live. For two, I heard they scream when you cook them. And then also, I wasn't really comfortable with doing that. I tried to make content that I am interested in just to be able to stay true to myself so that this never feels like a job. I don't want this to feel like a job. I want this to just be me expressing myself and things that I like or things that I am curious of. But, so, let's start off with uh, Vore. Vore is pretty much a sexual condition characterized by the tendency to become aroused by the idea of eating someone or being eaten by someone or even seeing someone being eaten or eating someone. Um, people with this fetish are usually known as vores. I do know a couple models that, you know, make videos towards this content. And I have had a lot of people ask me to indulge into it. I've never really uh, fully made a video like where Vore was the main subject. Maybe done some role playing with a few fans, but that's about it. Um, it's a very interesting uh, idea. I honestly had never even heard of it until I uh, became pretty close with another model named Coco. So um, I know she makes tons of videos, if if I'm correct, uh, in the Vore category. Um, uh, there's another fetish called sleeping sex or sexomnia. It's a rare sleep disorder that prompts an individual to seek sexual activity in their sleep, although most reported cases in involve men, both males and females, male or initiate sleep sex. Honestly, this is one I've never heard of, like sleep sex. Now, don't get me wrong, like, I'll gladly wake my man up in the morning with my head, but this is like actual sleep, sleeping while being sexually active. And it's, you know, that's something I feel like I would definitely want to do more research on because I'm kind of curious how it works. Do both people have to be sleeping? Or is it like one person is sleeping, one person is awake? But I will say if you are into a sleeping sex, definitely be cautious of how and what permission you get whether you're male or female because i do see how um it could result in in some bad bad things um let's talk about cook holding um cook holding is a sexual fetish in which someone experiences sexual arousal by observing their partner having sex with someone else a lot of people report that the feeling of humiliation or rejection is a big part of it. Um, which I think being a cuck is, is very, very uh, regular now. I'm not sure if people still call it cuck or cuckolding, but I do have uh, a lot of people message me asking me if I would have sex with them while their partner watched. Now, as I do decline because I'm in a very faithful relationship but it is a very interesting fetish in itself maybe just also seeing that person 
you know it's almost like watching the movie of your spouse if that makes sense now omo i don't want to say the correct term just because i don't want to say it incorrectly but um this fetish is related to urine those who identify as omo become aroused when they have a full bladder or wet themselves almost like desperation pee in a way um yeah, or panty wetting. Um, apparently, this actually originated in in Japan because the the word that I don't want to butcher means to wet oneself. Um, so it's interesting that you know it's called omo or something that I've never heard before, just because we tend to just call it like a pee fetish. But um, yeah. I, I know for us, or for the type of content I create, um, scat content tends to be associated with P. So that's interesting. Spanking art. Now this is something that I think I definitely got into when I was younger, was watching videos of people getting spanked. Um, it's usually enjoyed by people who identify as spanking enthusiasts in the bedroom. Spankophilia is a paraphilia kick characterized by arousal from spanking or being spanked. It does usually fall within the realm of uh, BDSM, which if you guys did not know, BDSM stands for bondage, discipline, submission, and I think it's sadio mechanism, sadio mechanism, something like that. But yeah, if you like being spanked, that's what you are. Um, now this one, I'm not even sure if it's a real, a real fetish, but it's called the My Little Pony Sex. And I've never heard about it until I did my research, but it says the adult male fans of My Little Pony are known as bronies or brownies. While not all brownies associate with this cartoon program created for children, there is a niche community of people who fetishize My Little Pony, which don't get me wrong, I have definitely seen tons of My Little Pony like ads pop up, like that are sexualized, but I didn't know it actually had a name. But I guess if anything gets too like popular, you kind of have to give it a name. But yeah, a lot of people who fetishize My Little Pony often uh, act it out in role playing. Um, another one that I had never really heard of, but I guess I figured it had to be real or, you know, something was teratophilia, which is pretty much the fetish of being attracted to people with physical deformities, like amputees. I knew amputees was a thing, but like, you know, even like different deformities, like maybe like a an extra pinky, an extra toe. You know, a lot of people have two thumbs. I didn't really know about that until recently. Or like scars. So. And then we have breath play. Which is pretty much, um, and I honestly thought breath play was like, oh, you like to smell bad breath. But it really actually involves the restriction of oxygen to the brain. So just like stopping someone from breathing. 
which I feel like can be really uh, related to a lot of people that like to be smothered. Like, of course, like the butt is part of it, but you're also like restricting yourself of op oxygen. Even though like most people that involve themselves in breath play tend to achieve it by nose pinching, holding their breath, covering their face with a hood or plastic bag. But um, anytime you restrict someone's ability to breathe, you're engaging in a risky behavior. So I will say that. So breath play tends to fall under BDSM. Um, let's talk about the daddy kink. Or daddy dom. <laughs> daddy kink is a relatively like simple sexual fetish that is just like submission and domination. But um, excuse me. But the submissive pretty much just refers to her dominant as a daddy. That's pretty much it's very simple. So I guess a p fetish which isn't the same as the other fetish. The pee fetish definition is mostly connected with going shower, where you just enjoy being peed on. As for the other one, it was more of peeing yourself or, or letting your stomach fill up and enjoying that pressure of pee being in your stomach. Um, let's talk about, what's another one that I've dealt with? Balloon fetish, which... Interesting enough, it's also called lunars, but people that find balloons sexually attractive and incorporate them into their sex lives. I didn't really know that it had to do with the balloon. I thought it had more to do with the, with the act of doing something towards a balloon, but I guess it's actual sex with balloons, which is interesting because I have had people ask me to, you know, sit on them, fart on them, pop them. Um, extreme feeding, um, pretty much, this is just when you are into funneling excessive amounts of food into the mouths of gainers. Some extreme feeders enjoy the sensation of exerting, like, the penis in between, like, fat folds, but it's kind of interesting, like, just imagine somebody, like, feeding you tons of food. And they're turned on by it. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would definitely gain tons of weight. But, I mean, shit. As long as, like, I'm hungry, I'm not complaining. Now, this is a fetish that I feel like I have also, besides, like, fart fetish, which is, I, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's pygophilia, pygophilia, which is just the attraction to the human butt. Very simple. I think a lot of people probably have this, but I definitely know for sure I do. Um, but they're just very attractive to me. I've always been very attracted to them. Um, let's see what else. Trichophilia. This is just the arousal from hair. They have a fetish attraction to ghosts, arousal from shoes, attracted to people with leg braces, arousal from water, 
a browser from specifically just amputation. And then of course, you know, our, our special and own attraction to farts, attraction to noses, attraction to making people cry. There's even like attraction to spiders, like sexually. So it's definitely really interesting how many fetishes are out there. I guess a fetish would be, let's see, what would a fetish be characterized as? A fetish, supposedly, is an object believed, what? I don't know what that is. That's not the right fetish. There may be multiple fetishes. Sexual fetish or erotic fetishism is a sexual fixation on a... This is interesting. It says on a non-living object or non-genital body part. The object of interest is called the fetish. The person who has a fetish for that object is a fetishist. Interesting. So anything that you like that is not a sexual body part is automatically a fetish. So like the nose, if you're attracted to it sexually, it's automatically a fetish because it's not a sexual body part. So like if you like boobs, vagina, dick, asshole, those don't actually get, those aren't considered being, having a fetish because it's already a sexual body part. Interesting, didn't know that. Hmm. Now, this podcast is almost over, but I think one more thing I wanted to mention was just explaining the differences between fandom, femdom, dom, dominatrix, and fandom. Um, a lot of people have no clue what the difference is, which is Definitely understandable. Definitely. But, um, because within the BDSM there are so many different categories, those, like, different terms do correlate and they are different. And I do think it is important to understand the the difference, especially if you're looking for different models to be fans of or to even have sessions with. You know, you kind of need to know what you're getting into. So, I'll start off with femdom, um, which is known as female, female dominance, which these women actually tend to believe in females' uh, supremacy, which I did not know. Um, femdoms believe because they are female, they are superior, and they live this in every aspect of their lives, which, like I said, definitely could be you know, the definition definitely can be, you know, altered, you know, with the times. But these are women who use men for money, sexual gratification, advancements, and status, and feel it's the obligation of the male to provide for the well-being and happiness and lifestyle of of her. Um, And she also feels as if it's her duty to make sure they, they have, they play their role correctly. Um, Now, an example of this are the Amazonians, who are an example of femdom mentality in society. 
and they believed that all men should be slaves. And actually, in within their uh, society, all the women are trained in school to to raise the status in society. Now, a dominatrix, dom, or dom, a female that takes a dominant role in BDSM. Some play with this in their lifestyle or personal space, that kind of being their choice. But the subs or slaves engage with them, also tribute in some capacity in exchange for their, their interactions with the dom. So technically, they still see them as equal in a way. Like, it's not that they believe that women <laughs> are the supreme rulers. It's more of just painful play. Fandom, which is financial dominatrix. Well, I don't know, that's the other word. But fandoms can be real-time pros, lifestylers, and such. Which is just, they're the same thing as a, a dominatrix, just financial-based. You know, they, they believe in begging, using sympathy, or scamming, using underhand deceitful tactics to obtain subs or slaves' money. Which is why you do see some women who are into fandom that will, you know, either cry that they're broke all the time or try to deceive you. I mean, deceive you, sorry, deceive you. But that, that is a fetish or that is a title. So, you know, my. Um, encouragement for that would just to you know stay away don't really interact don't judge just stay away but yeah those are kind of like the different types of female supremacists like or females being in power if that makes sense so i definitely would encourage you guys to definitely do your research before engaging with they what they model you know read her bio see what she claims but on that note i will definitely just say i believe that i am a fart fetishist i do enjoy farts i do enjoy uh farting on people watching farts i will also say that i definitely have a butt fetish and i think those are my main two what are your main two Hey guys, it's Ebony Booty 49 and welcome to my podcast. So this is definitely going to be an interesting experience and I'm looking forward to it. But let me just explain to you guys what my sort of plan is for this podcast. So already off the back, I know for a fact I want to be able to discuss different fetish like different fetishes, different ideas of fetishes, you know, explain certain things, maybe debunk a couple things, you know, facts, things that are not facts, 
you know, all within, you know, not just the fart fetish community, but, you know, maybe feet fetish and, and other fetishes. You know, maybe even we can discuss the differences between what a goddess is and what a dom is or what a fetishist is. Because I do think that knowing the difference can help you find content that better suits what you like. Um, more things that I figure we can do with these podcasts is I can tell stories. I can make up stories. And I do really enjoy storytelling. So I definitely think that we can take that and play with it in this podcast area. But besides that, I really want this to be a space where I can, you know, help you guys, you know, further love your fetish or other fetishes, or maybe even learn to accept other things. You know, maybe you'll even find a love for a new fetish besides farts or feet, since in this community, those tend to be the more common ones, besides like burps, of course. Um, another thing is at the bottom of this page, I have an area where you guys can pretty much email me ideas or subjects or even tiny criticisms that can help make these podcasts even better. So if there's like a specific story you want to hear, a specific subject you want to talk about, or, you know, maybe it's not fetish related at all. Maybe you just want to hear me talk about something else or hear my opinion on something else. You know, a lot of you guys do have questions about how to find relationships that are, you know, pro-fetish. Or sometimes you want to understand how you should tell somebody about your fetish. And I do think that I have, you know, I have told multiple of my uh, friends and uh, boyfriends about my fetish so of course you know my opinion will not be the only way but I definitely think that I can help you guys with that um, as well as if you have a specific issue you know I can definitely specifically address your issue of course by keeping you you know anonymous but you know maybe not even just hearing my opinion hearing other people's opinions or advice can also help um, so I do plan on getting some type of comment section if I can within this podcast page. But, um, you know, another part of the website that I kind of wanted to address will be the story section. I do uh, plan on uploading more stories. As of now, I have all of my stories that were originally on my Patreon, which let's be honest, guys, I, yeah. I completely let that go. Um, it was just kind of hard for me to remember, if that makes sense. But I think having everything in one spot will definitely motivate me to, um, you know, keep up the website as, as much as possible. Um, because this website will have an 18 and plus, like, uh, attachment to it. And because, um, you know, everything is mine, I'm not using anything from anybody else. Everything on this website will be mine unless stated otherwise. We can pretty much talk or I can pretty much tell a story about anything. I can do real stories or I can do fake stories. And fantasies are very fun because 
you know, there's so many loopholes that you can create and there's so many different parts that you can create. So we can definitely, you know, eventually have like a whole, almost like a whole chapter book of stories that I can either make up or fantasize about. Um, within the story section, you should be able to leave a comment, you know, heart if it's your favorite, um, as well as there should be some tips, uh, options throughout my, my website. Um, you tipping me will pretty much just help pay for the website. It does cost to keep websites up. And I do plan on putting a lot of time and effort into this. So any tip helps, even if it's a dollar, you know, that will not even just help fund the website, but it will definitely keep me motivated to help produce all the type of contents that you guys love and enjoy. But yeah, that's the story page. And then I also have a blog where I plan on helping keeping you guys updated with how the website is go uh, doing, where I see it going, and just my day-to-day -day life, as well as maybe tell you guys what I've eaten in the past couple of days, you know, what the farts smell like at the moment. Because of course, you know, I'm still like a fart fetish model, so I want to make sure to keep telling you guys information that you would want to hear. I know you guys are very curious about what makes me have gas, what types of gas it gives me, and etc. So I definitely think I can inform you guys of stuff like that within my blog area. Um, as well as like tell you guys of up, upcoming like plans, specials, uh, ideas, and etc. Um, then I also have the video page, which will probably not be up as soon as I launch this page, just because I do want to make sure that I do it um, the most efficient way. I don't want you guys to buy something and then, you know, it lags or, excuse me, or it takes a minute for you to get the content. So that will, what I will be taking the most time on just to make sure that it's as on point as it needs to be. But I do plan on only mostly selling exclusive videos, meaning videos that you can only get on my website. Um, of course, that will be in the beginning. Maybe eventually I will incorporate um, selling all of my videos through my website. But as of now, my idea is that it will be only exclusive videos. So most likely like special sessions, special guests, etc. Speaking of special guests, I do eventually want to maybe even be able to have some podcasts with special guests. You know, I think that would be cool to either hear from other fetish models, maybe feed, burp, spit, etc. And, you know, be able to talk to them about how they feel about the community, about how they feel about farts even. Because we all know you guys love to introduce new people to this, uh, to this fetish. So I definitely think it'd be an interesting thing to see what their opinion is. Um, another thing on this website that I do plan on keeping updated fairly often is the photo area. As of now, I have some feet photos on there and then I have some other photos that I took. I do plan on keeping it updated as much as possible. So if you do like have certain requests or comments, you know, definitely message me. There should be multiple ways to message me throughout the website. But I do think that the photo section should be something fun and exciting. 
you know, that you can just, you're able to just scroll through and, you know, see me. What else do we have on this? The home section is pretty much just me explaining what the website is going to be about, which I think is fairly simple. I, I uh, explained like most of my plans throughout this website and that's pretty much what the home is just going to like spit out in a quick second. And then the last page on this website at the moment while I'm creating it, it is, what is it? November 3rd, I think, uh, is the links page. So through the links page, you can just click any of those links and hop straight to my content. So my Pornhub, my uh, Chester fans, my lover fans, and what else do I have up there? Oh, and my Twitter. So that will be available for you very easily and quickly and simple. But if you guys have any ideas or any questions or like I said, any uh, podcasts, requests, uh, definitely send me a message. There should be a little box at the bottom of the page where you can do so. Um, and if you want to help, you know, keep this page funded, please do not be shy of tipping me. Tips do mean a lot to me. And, you know, let's get this website on and cracking. Hey guys, so I figured my first real podcast could be the question that everybody asks me so much, which is, how long have I had uh, this fetish, which is farts, in case anybody's like new or, you know, unaware of who I am. When did I get it? How did I get it? And when did I know that I had it? I have told this story multiple times. But I definitely think that this is a good place to have like the story just sitting so I can refer people easily and quickly to, you know, the answer to their question. So let's take this back a couple like, years ago. I don't want to say I know for sure how old I was, but I will say that maybe I was like eight. I'm going to guess eight. Yeah, I'm going to stick with eight. So let's say I was around eight. I was definitely young. I know that for a fact. I know I was older, but like back in the day, because you know the internet wasn't really like a everybody home type of thing. Only certain homes had the internet, and I think recently my family had just got like the internet on our main computer system, which was downstairs on the first floor in the living room. And it was interesting because we had internet. For the longest, you know, we definitely had the computer, but, you know, we used to play, like, those, like, checkers games and stuff. <laughs> or what's that, what's that other game with the cakes? And you could, like, change the color of the cakes. Or when you could, like, change your character. And then they had chess, and then they had ping pong. Not ping pong. Uh, what's the one with the ball? can't remember. can't remember. But we finally got internet 
And as a young child, like I feel like I definitely kind of stayed in my place mentally as a young child. But for me, when I, whenever I got the chance to use the computer, I was the youngest. I had older siblings, so whenever I did get the chance, I always was looking for the same thing: games. Like I literally went from being able to play four games to like any game I wanted to play. So I used to just look up games and I would just jump site to site to site to site playing different games. Eventually I kind of got tired of only seeing one type of game, which I felt were like mostly for boys, like killing games, throwing the knife at the wheel with the man on it, you know, shooting, jumping, bike games. So eventually I got tired of that and I wanted to play more like dress up games like where you can like pick the Barbie's clothes or you know just more feminine games. So for me mentally I told myself okay perfect all I need to do is search girl games. So I did. You know I think the first couple times I searched it it gave me exactly what I was looking for. Games that were for girls. But, I don't know, I guess there was just this one day, nobody was like downstairs, not sure if it was late or really early, but I was, went downstairs, went to go search for my girl games, but instead of games popping up, um, videos popped up. And in all honesty, the first video that popped up was not farts at all, it was, um, it was scat content, honestly. Which I will not say that it turned me on in any way, but as a young child, it definitely caught my attention. I had never seen anything like it before. I didn't really understand what it was. I knew it was wrong, though. I definitely knew that. But I don't know. There was just something about it that caught my interest. So after that, whenever I was alone downstairs, I would always look up girl games to try to find that same video. But you know, being how the internet is and how things get taken off very easily, I eventually could not find that video anymore. So my interest kind of trailed into other things. I started watching wedgie videos. Um, wedgies was definitely one of my fetishes for a long time. And then it went from wedgies to butt sniffing. And then YouTube. I found YouTube because at first I was using that blue video like a uh, website I forgot what it was called but you know now I was on YouTube and YouTube had a lot of fake content but they had a lot of content so I I think I went from wedgies to butt sniffing and then I got into like those fake fart videos you know like the commercial with the girls that go in the stall and they and they play uh, battle shits with the boys that are like in the bathroom like being creeps <laughs> or like what's that other one the girl in the hot tub she farts like really big or let me think of another one or there was this one that I really liked where it was this guy he was like on the street it was obviously fake like both of them were actors one was in a suit and he told this guy that I, it, like he had like such a New York or Jersey accent 
And he was like, you know, I'll pay you if you let me fart in your face. So I definitely went like through different fetishes to pretty much find, I guess, what really sparked my interest. And so then I eventually went upon like boot tech, which not sure if you know who they are, but they're uh, a black male like farting like people, I guess. They used to have multiple dudes that were farting each other, but I think now it's mostly like one or two. But I really got into their content. They did like tons of butt sniffing, tons of face farts, and I that's pretty much where the fetish of farts and sniffing farts like was born. Um, I I would watch their videos like all the time as much as I could. I wasn't really into regular porn. Like, I didn't really get into regular porn until I was, like, really older, like, 17, 18. Because that's just, that wasn't really what turned me on. What turned me on was farts. Like, I know now today, like, regular porn definitely has its time. But for me, like, I watch gay porn. Uh, what else do I watch? Back shots. I'm really into butts. So I will definitely say that besides fart fetish, I definitely have some type of butt fetish. Um, and yeah, that was pretty much me for like most of my life until I turned maybe 19. You know, all the way up until 19, I was just watching videos, being secretive. You know, I definitely had boyfriends that, you know, were either on my phone or saw me like looking up stuff. So they definitely knew of it but never really had the balls to like question me about it I think I had one boyfriend that uh you know said something about it but it never really went anywhere from there it was just more of like yes I know <laughs> and, and that was it um then of course like my senior year some things happened um while living with a boyfriend and his family but nothing that super, like, escalated the actual act of, like, sniffing farts or farting for other people. That didn't really start until I was in college or after college or after my first year of college. Um, my first year of college, I got into selling my underwear due to this guy that worked at my university. I think he was also a student, but he definitely worked there. And he was one of those, like, I've never had sex type of guys. So he was kind of awkward, but like he obviously like really had a thing for me. And I used to just sell him my underwear. He would pay me and I would just walk outside of my dorm with like my underwear and like a plastic bag in my pocket, slide it to him. He slide me my money like a like a drug like a drug dealer, <laughs> but like a panty dealer. Um and I did that for him for a long time. And I eventually started like a sex only like not only fans a sex uh, premium snapchat you know twerking recording myself having sex because i was young very active so why not um it wasn't until twitter i eventually made a twitter account i'm not sure why i guess to further my um premium snapchat life but upon that one of the guys that I eventually added from Twitter pretty much mentioned to me that he had a fart fetish, which, like, blew my mind. Like, I was shocked. Like, what? 
I thought I was the only person. Like, I knew I wasn't the only person because obviously there's people making content. But, like, I don't know. I guess I never thought that there would have been a whole community of people. So that was definitely dope. Sorry, my computer just went off for a second. But it was really dope. And he pretty much told me that there was a whole community and girls selling and stuff like that. And I was like, wow. So I quickly like transitioned my premium Snapchat into like a fart fetish uh, Snapchat. And then a fart fetish like Twitter. And that's pretty much how I started. If today is November 3rd, I made two videos in one day or two audio recordings in one day. <laughs> Um, if today is November 3rd, I, 2020, I started two years ago. It's crazy. Never thought that I'd be here. You know, I create fart content for a living. You know, and it's awesome because it helps me express my fetish that I so, you know, for a long time I tried to hide or get over it. Sometimes I would like force myself to not watch fart porn. But eventually it just came back. I kind of just got to a point where I was just like, I can't help it. This is what I like. This is just how it is. There's no getting rid of it. And I had to pretty much learn to embrace that. And I definitely think Twitter has done that. I thank Twitter a lot. Like, honestly, Twitter, that community on Twitter is awesome. Like, just to be able to talk to other people you know, don't get me wrong, there are there are there are some creeps on there, but that the fact that a lot of us are just normal people that happen to like something that's not accepted is pretty dope. Cause let's be honest, if most people knew, we'd be creeps. But the fact to know that there's people that those people that you know, like nobody would ever know if they saw me. They'd be like, oh, she was a forefish. No, you wouldn't know. So the community has definitely helped me realize that. But yeah, I guess that's pretty much like how I got a fart fetish. I started face farting, I think, 2019. Someone asked. I was surprised. My first session did it in the car. And I was set from then. I can do a different like podcast explaining how that made me feel, but I definitely like after the first one I was set. And now it's November third, twenty twenty. I don't know how many first sessions I've had, but I've had a lot. I've had multiple with the same people and I've had some with new people. So yeah. I'm not disappointed anymore. I'm not sad about it anymore. Now it's just time to embrace it. What's up, guys? Guess who's back? So, I have free time. I have a subject. And we're just going to dive right up, right into it, like, in all honesty. So, the question is, this is, like, one of the most asked questions I get like ever since I started is how do you tell your significant other about your fetish and the question that usually also follows that is 
EB, how do I get a girlfriend that likes farts? Okay, so here I'm gonna like lay shit down for you. So for one, don't go looking for someone that has the fetish. I'm gonna just be honest with you. Because if you're truly looking for love, you're gonna be passing up so many people just because they don't have the fetish. And all because they don't have the fetish does not mean that they're either gonna one, not accept you, or two, not, not, uh, be, like, not act with your fetish with you. Like, it doesn't mean any of that. For example, my boyfriend, my husband, I tell him, I told him, I think, after a month of us dating about my fetish. And how I pretty much came to him about it was I actually kind of downplayed fart fetishes. How do you say? So I told him, like, hey, babe, you know, I, I high key have a fetish. You know, what do you think of fetishes? And then he told me his opinion, which already told me from the jump that he wasn't closed minded because he didn't like say, oh, you know, they're weirdos, they're creeps or anything like that. So then the next step for me was I wanted to see if he could guess. So he was guessing like feet, burps, scat, dead people, animals, family members, everything. And I feel that because he was guessing things that, in my opinion, tend to be way more extreme than farts, it downplayed me having a fart fetish so much. So by the time he actually guessed farts, he was like, that's it? <laughs> I was like, I mean, yeah, like that's it. Like, <laughs> duh. So, you know, not saying that this will work with everybody, but I definitely think you should test out the playing field before you just dive into it you know like i tested it out by asking him what he thought of them you know like bringing up fetishes in as a whole genre not like one specific one can tend to uh show you how a person feels about them or what stereotypes he or she is aware of when it comes to different types of fetishes so I will definitely say that my boyfriend does not have the fetish. He has a fetish. He has a like a clothing fetish. And then he also has like a, he has a slight Dom personality. But, you know, he still engages with my fetish with me. You feel me? But imagine if I purposely tried to find someone who had my different fetishes. Like, Who's to say I would love them? Who's to say that they would love me? Who's to say that they would treat me the way I deserve to be treated? And who's to say that we would have anything in common besides farts? You know, like a relationship is more than your fetish. It's more than sexual. You know, me and him have so much in common that if anything were to happen, knock on wood, we would not need sex to lift up our relationship because we have so many other things that can do that for us. So I do not, um, my advice to you is don't go looking for someone that has a fetish. If you happen to meet someone that does and you genuinely like them for the person they are, you have more in common than just fetishes, then yeah, in my opinion, you know, shoot your shot. But don't go to the community like, 
I'm looking for a girlfriend. Like, no, you're not looking for a girlfriend. <laughs> like, you're looking to experience the fetish, you know? If a girlfriend happens to pop up, then, you know, that is luck. That is special. Then, you know, take that. But at the same time, I will still mention, you know, meeting girls online is always dangerous because you're always risking it being a catfish, it being a a married woman, and, and other things. Like, you never know someone's personality through the internet. In my opinion, I've definitely learned that people will show you what you what they want you to see especially through the internet so don't go looking for someone that has the fetish just so you can have a fetish relationship like don't do that but i will say definitely try to be with someone that's open-minded i will say that now besides that how do you tell somebody like I said earlier, I do think that you should try to ease it onto them. Don't just tell them. Like, I think that's kind of abrupt. You know, walk them into it. You know, hold their hand with it. Because, in my opinion, there are certain ways that if you say things a certain way, it may come off, you know, differently than how you thought it would. Like, for me, I know people are always like, oh, you should date someone that has the fetish. I mean, I've talked to some before I even was like deep in this community and in all honesty I don't think I could be with anybody that had my fetish because some some guys don't know when to put it on pause if that makes sense you know when when do you put it on pause because that's the other danger of being with someone or looking for someone that has the fetish you're looking specifically for the fetish so you know, if that person doesn't deliver the way that you're expecting them to or the way you want them to, or maybe they don't, you know, mentally want to be in the fetish 24-7, you know, then you have a problem, right? Same with those that if you date someone and they don't have the fetish, if you keep pushing it on them, like every day, every week, like they might get annoyed and that could really put a stunt or, you know, it could really mess up your relationship even if there is something very special there. So I I definitely say ease into it. You know, have your, you know, once you tell them, have your rules, have your guidelines, have your, you know, your signals to when it's going too far. Because I do think that's kind of important. Like, I always ask my boyfriend, I'm just like, if you don't want to do this, you can say no. And he's like, oh, I know. You know, that's great. You know, or I can read like if he doesn't really want to. And I'm just like, oh, babe, you don't, you don't have to. It's not that deep. You don't have to, you know, like my life isn't fetish 24 seven and his life definitely isn't. So you have to like take that into consideration. So besides like those two major points, I will say that having a fetish is great. But always make sure you still treat each other as humans, if that makes sense. Please do. Just because, you know, if you date someone or you talk to someone and they have the fetish, treat them still as if they are human. Do not treat them as if they are your personal source of farts or your personal source of, of, of feet or whatever it is. 
just because that can be the reason why you eventually don't have a relationship with them anymore. Even if it's not like a, a relationship, but even like having a relationship, you know what I mean? Like not being together, but being cool with each other, you know? Like I think it'd be cool for me like if I, you know, if I had a fan, you know, eventually we stop recording together, maybe they move, maybe they, you know, get in a relationship so they want to be more, more uh, loyal or whatever it is for them. But then, like, you know, as long as we still have that respect and that healthy relationship, whenever they do want to come back for a session, you know, they're able to. And I think it's kind of the same thing with a relationship. You know, don't make it, don't let it end because you were too pushy with the with the fetish. Because then if you guys ever do break up, your source of fetish, you know, it's pretty much gone. But if you still treat the person as a human, you know, you're honest with you with each other, you know, maybe it just ends because you guys didn't have as much in common as you thought. But, you know, maybe they enjoyed doing what they did for you. Or maybe you guys still have some type of sexual relationship. You know, then you can still keep that going, if that makes sense. So yeah, I thought this was a, a pretty common question. So I figured that it had to be one of my most recent or, or one of my first podcasts to record. Because I do understand people's... uh. Uh, thought process on when it comes to being in a relationship while having different fetishes and whether you should be with someone who has it be with someone who doesn't how do you tell the person that you have it or do you hide it you know stuff of that nature so I hundred I a hundred percent understand because this is I think my first relationship where I actually told the person without them finding out on their own and you know we talk about it often you know I don't have to hide anything, you know, like, I just think it's healthy that way. So yeah, um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you know, we're definitely going to keep these podcasts rolling. Uh, you know, like I said before, if you have any specific subjects, definitely message me on Twitter or in our, uh, messaging system down below, you know, hit me, hit me with a message. Bye guys. This is the story of the first time I ever farted into somebody's mouth.
Now, people always ask me, Ebony, would you rather fart in someone's mouth or fart up their nose? And honestly, I like both, but I will explain why I sometimes prefer far uh, farting up someone's nose. Now, when you fart into someone's mouth, if their mouth is wrapped around the butthole and there's no space in between, though, yes, they swallow the whole fart in that beautiful echo sound that it makes going down, it's not enough because if it's a smelly, rank fart, sometimes if they swallow it fast enough, they don't even get to smell it. Now, swallowing farts are fun. They definitely can taste it from time to time, but they can miss out on the actual smell of a juicy, ranky fart. That's why sometimes I prefer farting up someone's nose because they have to smell everything, all of it. And that is a really big turn on for me to just rip a smelly, ranky fart right up someone's nose. Ugh. Honestly, that gets me wet. So this is the first time I farted in someone's mouth. I'll probably make another one explaining how I felt the first time I farted directly up someone's nose with a very, very rank fart. But for now, we will be talking about the first time I farted in someone's mouth. I do believe this was maybe my third maybe my fourth ever fart session and it was with the guy that i had my first fart session with um he was sweet um he was he was black um the first time we had our first session it was in a car i was very shy very nervous so i do believe that he probably did not get a lot of farts so with this being the second time i was definitely way more comfortable I do believe we were in a hotel room this time, so we weren't like, you know, jumping all the time from someone maybe walking past the car. But I will say I still made him wear a blindfold because I started learning that having people watching me uh, kind of made me uneasy. So he had his uh, blindfold on. We had the TV on just in case like there was a decent amount of time in between my farts. You know, we weren't just sitting there in an, in an uh, you know, empty, noiseless room. I started off just farting in his face with the burgundy sweatpants that I had on. They were very loose, so, you know, my butt would just full of jiggle. But they were like cotton, so they definitely held smell very well. Um, the first couple farts I laid, I just ripped them right in his face. And they were very bubbly and if I can remember pretty eggy but not super to the point where I could smell it for minutes after I think I was still getting used to face farting people but I mean for my second time it, it was it was pretty good after several like face farting like just sitting or just hovering and farting to his face I eventually took my, my pants off because I felt them getting wetter and I honestly, he needed to swallow them. He needed to taste them. So this was also, I think, maybe the first or second time I actually had my butt ate while farting into someone's mouth. 
or you know just while I farted so of course like he would grab my cheeks and massage them and I told him I felt a fart coming and he quickly opened his mouth and before he got to wrap his mouth around my butthole I just fired the most eggy fart ever at that moment of course and it just echoed into his mouth and he took it like it was nothing like it tasted good and it turned me on so for the rest of that night I just kept ripping fart after fart after fart straight down his throat eventually he started just covering my whole butthole with his mouth and I would squeeze my stomach and my butthole I have a very small tight butthole but it would open up just a little bit and just rapid fire farts straight down his throat and you could hear him swallow them this man was truly eating my farts and yes it turned me on so much it shocked me that someone actually wanted to swallow my farts and the fact that he was enjoying it his dick was hard you know you could hear him breathing whether that was inhaling the farts in themselves or you know just breathing from excitement but it was turning me on too because I was so wet and it got to a point where um, you know at this time I do believe I was single so I allowed him to, to put his finger in my butthole and he would finger my butthole as he ate me out and whenever he would pull his finger out I would just rip a nasty fart and it felt so good I believe we ended the session with me ripping a couple more farts straight into his mouth um, of course in between he would probably slip his finger into my butthole again because they were just for some reason just pulling the farts out of me like a finger would go in as soon as he pulled out it would be like you know it was it was very hot I will admit that and ever since then like I definitely enjoy farting into mouths I like hearing them being swallowed I like hearing them being choked on and I like hearing people gag when they taste bad or when there happens to be a shirt with it I will definitely say that my farts are way smellier way bubblier than they are now and I tend to have more accidents, if that makes sense. But yeah, that was the first time ever that I ever, ever farted into someone's mouth. Or ever had someone eat my fart. And honestly, it was a game changer. Hey guys, today I have a subject that I got from Twitter. Um, at FatGas2 asked me a question that he wanted me to make a podcast about and that question was is the fart fetish com uh, community becoming more mainstream and if it is is that a bad thing so I feel like this is a good question because especially during COVID I do feel that a lot of uh, new models and maybe even new fans have been like popping up out of the shadows you know maybe because you know they 
finally found the community, maybe because there was money opportunities, maybe because, you know, being at home 24-7, you know, maybe they stumbled across, you know, the fart fetish community or videos, therefore introducing them to what we have here on Twitter. So with that being said, um, oh yeah, excuse any noise if you hear it in the background. Um, is the fart fetish community becoming more mainstream? I feel like it's too early to call it mainstream, just because I feel like mainstream has a lot to do with how accepted it is. Um, because I'm not sure if people know, but mainstream pretty much means, uh, the definition is the, the ideas, attitudes, or activities that are regarded as normal. And I don't think people are accepting farts or the fart fetish community as a normal thing. So for that, I will definitely have to say no. I do not think it is becoming more mainstream. I do think it's way too early to tell. I think the only way we can tell how mainstream it's becoming is maybe after COVID, you know, when people aren't just at home, you know, would they still be in the community? Would they still watch the videos? Would they still be a part of it and et cetera? But with that being said, I have noticed a lot of uh, vanilla content creators making fart content and um of course uh, i will remind you guys that all opinions are my own and i will not sugarcoat anything but with that being said um with vanilla content creators making fart content I feel like it can be a good thing and a bad thing. It could be a good thing because it could help make uh, the Farfetch community more mainstream, more accepted. But I, I think it could also do some, some bad things to the community as well, just because, uh, <coughs> excuse me, with new content creators comes new scammers, as well as more fake fart content. Um, I won't be saying any specifics, but I know the other day I was on Twitter and, you know, I had been following this girl who I was a big fan of. Uh, she was a bigger, a bigger woman. Um, and she made fart content. I'm pretty sure she was more on the new side. And being on Twitter, I would, I would like her stuff, retweet her stuff. She didn't follow me back, but, you know, it didn't really bug me. But I was on this vid, which we can have a whole whole different discussion about this vid later. But I was on this vid, and well, I saw one of her full-length videos, and it pretty much was about six minutes long. But in the video, I pretty much heard her tell her slave to fill her up, and he was blowing air into her butt. Which kind of annoyed me, just because I felt like I would have never known that technically her farts were fake. 
unless I had seen that full length video. And, you know, with that being said, I have also noticed a couple of accounts that, you know, either advertise or they don't advertise that their cards are fake, but in their full length videos they are. They'll advertise either using a pump or etc. Which kind of annoys me just a little because. <laughs> just a little because I do feel like I'm tired of fakers and people who are here just for money and I do think um, with it with our fetish becoming more mainstream that we will have more issues with fake content scammers and and people who are just here for money those who don't really even enjoy the fetish which for me is a big portion in my fetish. I want to know that the person also enjoys it as well. Um, so I feel like that kind of answers the, is that a bad thing? I feel like it could be a good thing and a bad thing. You know, good thing helps make us more mainstream, make us more acceptable, therefore we don't have to hide. But bad thing, it pretty much opens the doors to scammers, uh, time wasters, uh, fake content, um, money hungry people, you know, on both model and buyer side. But yeah, um, if anybody has any specific subjects that you want me to hit on, just message me anywhere, Twitter, on my website, anywhere. But yeah, just want to say thanks to FatGas2 on Twitter again for giving me this question. What's up guys? Welcome to my exclusive subscription. If you are listening to this podcast right now, that means that you have indulged into the EB49 number one fan club. That's what I'm going to call it. And welcome. Um, here, I'm just going to explain to you real quick like what I plan on doing specifically with this exclusive area and how you can give me input and etc. So first off, um, we have the home page. With the home page, you can click these buttons, and that will get you right into my uh, exclusive area. We're going to call it the unseen, unheard, and unread. Why? Because all of this stuff has never been seen before. It's never been heard and it's never been read. And that's just for you guys. Exclusive content just for my number one fans. And you can click the these red buttons to get to anywhere you want. Photos, podcasts, stories, videos, art. So let's talk about these individually. Exclusive stories. So far, I think I have two up right now of uh, my girl's trip, and I will definitely post more. Um, we're going to do a mixture of real and fantasy, and any specific subjects, stories, anything. Like, this is what we're here for, you know? And these are for written stories. And nobody sees this stuff unless they subscribe. 
That's how exclusive it is. I won't post it anywhere. If I do, it might be like a sentence to like advertise. Other than that, this is all for y'all. And then I have exclusive podcasts, which is where we can, you guys can hear me talk about anything, any subject, any story, any, anything, any real life event. Y'all want to get to know me? You can get to know me. That's what this exclusive podcast is going to be for. And only you guys are going to have this. I want it to be so that those who want to get to know me can get to know me. Those who want to get close can get close and be interactive, comment, like. That's why I have these things set up on each page so that I can see the love and so we can share everything. And then we have exclusive images. After taking my first set of images, I realized that some of these photos should not be for everybody. So these photos are for y'all and I will continue to make photos as often as I can on a specific outfit, specific color theme, anything, just let me know and we can definitely do that. For these images also, um, you can get posters of them. I should have a calendar coming soon. You know, like this shit is going to be legit real. Like, um, what else was I thinking of getting? Maybe a pillow if y'all want a pillow. It'd be like a tiny pillow, but let me know if you want it. A towel, you know, for when you like watching my videos and need to clean up a little bit. And then I have exclusive art. And a lot of you guys love my art. And it's crazy because, I don't know, like I just be doing it for fun. But the real fans deserve to see it, you feel me? So no one else will get to see any of the things I draw, only you guys. And we're going to keep it nasty. We're going to keep it in the fetish community. Maybe even just sexual, you know? And then we have exclusive videos. So this is kind of like simple but complex. So I'm already going to have exclusive content on my website. Meaning session videos, most of them, if not all, will now only be sold through my website. Excuse me. So... Meaning, it's already exclusive because you have to buy straight from EB49's website to get it. But for you guys, you guys get like a double exclusive. Meaning, not only do you have to get it through the website, but you have to be subscribed to even see it. You feel me? Like, imagine if I have a session, right? The session gets sold on the website. But what if there's like you know, an extra credit scene or, you know, just, just some good shit that, that not everybody deserves to see. That's what you guys get. You know, maybe it's a session that, you know, was just so special. You guys get that. Um, the videos will not be available yet just because I want to make sure that I create it so that it works very smoothly. You know, the second you pay is the second you get your video. And I don't want any, like, flaws, any issues. So the video sections are going to take a bit just so I can work out kinks and make everything work super smooth. But, yeah, guys, thank you for subscribing. And if you have any, any requests, any questions, any subjects, 
anything, any theme ideas, just message me. If you like something, like it, comment. If you super like something, you know, slide me a tip. I want this website to be so, like, so active, like, that I might not even need Twitter anymore. <laughs> like, for real. So, yeah, make sure to contact me, you know, any questions, any ideas, anything. Message me. What's up, guys? This is Ebony Booty 49 and welcome to my podcast. So for this podcast, I figure I could talk about a subject that people have been asking me to repeat like multiple times. And because I have done it like on Twitter, on on Snapchat, you know, it eventually does delete itself. Therefore, I'm forcing myself to have to restate all of my points. But this will pretty much be a subject of one either how to find people to fart for you or two how to get a girlfriend to fart on you which is kind of like mixed with a different subject of how to find a girlfriend with a fart fetish so we'll talk about the first half of how to find people or girls or whatever that will fart for you um my advice for you is if you're wanting like <clears throat> people that are actually like in the fetish community already I would go on reddit or twitter um or fetlife I have attempted a website called fart partners but I personally did not get any success from using that website um and then there's a lot of group chats on um you know reddit and other like Mayway. What's another website or place that has it? Um, you could definitely try apps like Kinku that are like geared towards kinkiness, which tend to just be like multiple different fetishes like bondage, uh, you know, slash BDSM, fee, submissive, dom daddy sugar baby etc <clears throat> but that's those are the sites that i would use or uh porn hub you know like actual porn sites and try messaging these women but that's how i encourage you to find like people f- to fart on you that are already in the community um now when it comes to people just in your area that in my opinion is where it might get a little tricky and i feel that it's tricky for everyone you know me as well like you know for me like it's it's easy for me i guess to find men that will sniff my farts but think about how complicated it is for me to find women to do so you know uh if a woman is not a seller already it's pretty rare or pretty complicated to find one that is either willing to be farted on or willing to fart for you. But in my opinion, I feel like your best bet to find women to fart for you is to stop finding women to fart for you. And I don't mean like, oh, just give up on it. I mean, stop looking for females that are already willing to do that. My biggest advice is to just ask people that you already fuck with. Like, People that you're already having sensual, sexual encounters with, people that you're already 
dating people that you're already um very close with not friends i mean like friends with benefits fuck partners kinky partners etc and i say that because if you're already sexually active with them you guys should already have a level of uh knowledge about each other respect about each other or um interest in each other you know so in my opinion um <clears throat> being able to bring out your kinky fetishes to someone that you're already active with is a whole lot easier than messaging a stranger that's just gonna you know make you out to be a weirdo so um that's my biggest advice plus when people ask me like how do i find a girlfriend in the fart community and my biggest advice for hold on one second was doing some funky stuff my biggest advice for that is stop looking for a girlfriend that has a fart fetish like i think that's so weird to mentally think i have to have a girlfriend that has a fart fetish that's not how life works and it doesn't need to work like that i'm in a relationship and my boyfriend does not have a fart fetish but he definitely has um joined me while either I enjoy my farts or his farts or whatever and the reason why I think that is is you know he is a very open-minded person for one but for two he loves me and I feel like that's where some people get things mixed up is you know I'm very satisfied with my with my fetish life and my sexual life and my boyfriend does not have a fart fetish you know a lot of people may think like, oh, well, I'd rather have a girlfriend that has a fart fetish. I mean, for one, most couples that we have in the community right now, either they both found the fetish together or one of them had the fetish and then slowly integrated the other. Um, because who's to say that the right one has a fetish already? You know, that's a big chance that you're risking at, you know, to say no to someone just because they don't have a fetish. And my other um, major point of advice would be is to not be so pushy. You know, being pushy with me, I, I, in my opinion, is different because, you know, I already do this shit. You feel me? But like being pushy towards random people, like, you know, I feel like I can compare it to people being pushy about sex. Like it's annoying. So people would avoid you, you feel me? And I feel like that's the same with anything. It's almost like if someone lends you a pencil in class and you're bugging them the whole class or, or for the next five days, like I, I let you borrow a pencil, like that shit's annoying and no one's gonna wanna fuck with you. I feel like it's the same thing. Like don't be annoying about it. Like for my relationship, every second or every time my boyfriend farts, I don't, you know, oh, what does it smell like? Or, oh baby, can I sniff it? Like, no, like relax. You feel me? Um, I think I was talking to somebody else and they said that they think that, you know, sometimes people have to go through things to understand what I'm trying to say. Um, I'm not going to say who it was, but he said that he was in a relationship, but he was not very relaxed with his fetish. You know, he was probably very pushy, you know, probably bugged her a lot about it. Therefore, they ended their relationships. And I think he kind of made it seem as if he kind of regretted it, you know, like, 
You know, if I had known then, I wouldn't have done that. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to help you guys out now <clears throat> before you do either lose someone you love or, or lose someone that you have a nice connection with. But yeah, I that's that's pretty much all I really wanted to say because I feel like, you know, when it comes to telling people about your fetish, I do think that we, the people in the community, tend to think that it's way worse than it is. Guys, there's way worse fetishes than farts. Like, let's be honest. There are things that are way worse. And honestly, if someone is going to judge you about your farts, like, about you, like, liking farts, personally, I'd be like, you're worried about me either sniffing or farting in someone's face with all the shit that's going on in the world. You know, like, there's so many more important things than people focusing on what, what gets your dick hard or what gets your pussy wet, you feel me? So, I guess that's, I guess, like, all that tied into, like, one present tied with a bow. Be yourself and be relaxed with it, be natural with it, and be honest about it, you know? But, yeah, that I feel like that's my opinion. Um, yeah. If I have anything else to say, I'll definitely come back on and make another podcast. But, yeah. Ebony out. What's up, guys? It's EB. Um, I pretty much wanted to come on because I had a, a fan. I'm not going to call him a slave because I've never had him as a slave. But he was pretty much coming to me pretty upset about the fact that he had a fart session with a model whose farts were huge in video. Um, you know, she recorded a ton. But when he got to her in person... Um, they had no smell or uh, she couldn't produce <clears throat> or maybe it was just not what he expected you know it wasn't as strong as he wanted it to be and I could not speak for the model because for one I didn't know her I just still don't know her I told him that I would prefer to not know who it was just because like you know I just don't think that's my business but for me like I know that I do feel like some people tend to forget if a model produces natural farts, they are going to vary in sound and smell naturally. I do feel that some people tend to forget that. You know, some models do uh, decide to only record or keep recordings of their biggest, nastiest farts, <clears throat> which is fine, you know, because a lot of people that is what they're expecting or that is what they're wanting. But I do feel that some people tend to forget that little farts do exist, small farts do exist, um, not as deadly farts do exist. Um, if a model in your like only produces bubbly twenty four seven, or you know, like either she's just not posting the small farts, or maybe you have to look dip deeper into it. <clears throat> I know for me. Um, I used to not record my small ones, but personally, I got annoyed of it because sometimes your small ones smell the worst. You feel me? And small, nothing's wrong with a small fart. Cause I'm telling you, sometimes those small farts really can pack a punch, but <clears throat> I definitely stopped not recording all my small farts because at the end of the day, my farts are natural. I'm natural. You feel me? You know, sometimes I don't eat the worst things 24-7. Sometimes 
I have to crap so it affects like how they sound or or how hard I push or maybe I gotta pee and I don't want to piss myself you know like there's too many different variables that can affect like the loudness of someone's fart or the consistency of someone's fart so when it comes to a session um at least for me like I definitely try to make sure to um provide the best session possible i've definitely had some sessions where the farts were just way worse than other sessions and sometimes you can most definitely tell by their reactions but that's not always the case due to like whether the person you know is either good at hiding um the the smell reaction or if they're you know just more you know more reacting to stuff you know a lot of things affects that but I will say that I think we all need to remember that farts are natural. <clears throat> um, and they definitely go up and down. And farts are something that people, like, I feel like, Scott, you can control more, you know? Because we all know that we all crap naturally. And then for those who, like, want their poop to be a certain consistency, you know, you kind of know what to eat, like bread usually produces like more solid crabs or you know some girls take laxatives i don't like i i try to take more natural laxatives like tea or or coffee but some you know women will take a laxative which can affect the consistency therefore they can control it so in my opinion you definitely can have more control over like your your poop rather than your farts because there's you know like you can't really take something to make your farts just come rolling out. You know, if anything, they don't have that because we try to, or society tries to get rid of farts as much as possible. Like even, um, what are those little gas tablets? Even taking those, like, you know, supposedly they might make you like release all your gas quickly the first time, but the goal of those type of pills is to make you not as gassy as often or to remove the smell from your gas. So, you know, there's really nothing you can take to make or to control your farts. Therefore, yeah, I was just saying, like, make sure you still understand, like, farts are natural. At least if they are natural, then they will come in different sizes, lengths, variations, smells, etc. And to also remember that a lot of models don't record their small farts. They only record their big bubbly farts, which does not mean that she does not have small ones. It's just, she's not recording them. Just like how, you know, I tend to have a lot of silent but deadly farts. I can't record those. Or at least I could, but I don't. Cause if you don't hear nothing, then like, it's more about me telling you and I prefer to show, you feel me? So yeah, I thought that was like an interesting conversation I had with a fan about his experience with the session but yeah that's kind of all i really had to say about that ebony out